You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Vegas, it's Zandra Pollard. It's where I am. Today, my guest is C. Reggie Rogers, the relationship coach. Welcome. Hey, Zandra, what's happening? You forgot one thing, the number one relationship coach. Oh, the number one. You you can't leave that out. That's important. Okay, so what makes (laughs) you number one, Reggie? Tell us. Well, I think you have to see it in your mind. You have to become it and you have to be it. Once you become it and you be it, then it, it it manifests Okay, so is that only in your mind? No, 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 no. You know, if you look at a lot of uh, things, you Google me, you'll see a lot of articles talking about number one relationship coach. Okay, so you've helped a lot. Google me. Google me. Yes. So you've helped a lot of people. I have. In fact, I did, uh, how many weddings did I do yesterday for Valentine's? I did five weddings yesterday for Valentine's. Oh, my goodness. I did five. Um, New Year's, I did 11. So, you know, we, I have a new series out, and that's the thing. I have a series out called Dating and Creating, okay. Learning the Five Stages of Dating, Getting People to That Place of Happy, Wholesome Relationships from an Organic Standpoint so that, you know, I'm teaching so if it doesn't fit, don't force it. Okay, so you help more so like the preliminary to getting married. Yes. The dating part. Um. Yes, I do. The, I do do the preliminaries because I want you to understand the dynamics of dating. Okay. But once you get into the dating aspect, I'm also there for you too. Because now that I've, I've become that relationship coach, so that you do understand how to continue on to have that because it's a continuum. You want to have that healthy, wholesome relationship, and that last stage of the five stages is happy, healthy, wholesome relationships. Okay. So, do you find that a lot of people uh, ask you to? Like match them up? No. no? I mean, okay. you know, I, I've been, uh, people have called me Hitch, but I'm not really Hitch because Hitch was a matchmaker. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, but he was a matchmaker. I'm not a matchmaker because right. one of the things that I, I um, teach and I empower people to have an understanding of the best relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. True. So if you don't love you, you can't love somebody else. If you don't like you, you're definitely not going to like someone else. So the basis of all relationships is self because you cannot have a relationship without you. Absolutely. And, you know, I always say that you should get counseling or therapy for yourself before you enter therapy with your partner. Right. Yeah, I think I think you should know yourself in totality. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people go into relationships not knowing themselves in totality because they've lost so much of themselves in their prior relationship. And they're also looking for people to make them happy instead of Knowing how to be happy within. Right. right? You got to go into a relationship 100%. Because the old concept was if I'm 50 and somebody else is giving 50, we create 100. Mm. No, go in 100. Okay. Because if you go in 100, you're whole. 
you're not half. Makes you want to go into a relationship whole and not half. That makes total sense to me. Now, what about the Barry White song that says something like, like you give 60, they'll give 40, 80, 20. What is that? I mean, this sounds good, but, <laughs> but with every generation comes a whole new elevation. And so that's yes. old school. And so this is a new elevation. And so you want to continue to evolve. Now, do you mostly work, like, what's the age group you work 35, with? 35, typically to 65. Okay, because most people nowadays get married later. Back in the day, you know, it used to be like 18, right? Yeah. Now we're seeing it's more like 25 and yeah. up. My dynamic, so typically that, come, that fills my seminars and comes to my shows and when I was on tours, 35 to 65. Those are my uh, demographics. Okay. and But I noticed that men are typically, or t- my male friends that I know, tend to be ready for marriage about late 30s. Believe it or not, the studies show that men actually start to evolve at 35. Okay. That's what the studies show because a man at 35 says, okay, you know what? I don't need to buy another car. I'm not concerned about all this jury like that anymore. Mm -hmm. They start to look at life from a whole totally different perspective. So that's that sweet spot for a a male is 35. Okay. Well, I got mine at 38. (laughs) Yeah. And and you women mature a lot faster. So that's why at 35, sometimes when you're dating and you have a man that hasn't hit that sweet spot yet. (laughs) <laughs> you women get really frustrated because he's not at that place of shifting. Okay. okay. Is that why I always liked older men when I was younger? Possibly. Yeah, because, you were probably, because you were probably a lot more mature for your age. Yeah. Or I don't and, and you thought I the had. men at your age probably weren't on your level. Right. Because I don't think I had daddy issues. You know, my dad is still in my life. Okay. Always has been. Great guy. But I always liked older men. So your dad probably set a plateau for you and gave you something to reach towards. Yeah. And so when you wanted a a mate or a partner, it was probably in your mind of who your dad was. So you had something to reach for. And if the man couldn't stack up or add up, then you kept it moving. So you're probably a lot more mature for your age. Well, I will agree with that. (laughs) I will agree with that. So I have to say also... I did your show. Yes, you did. Which is called The Coach and the Comic. The Coach and the Comic. <laughs> yes, and that was so much fun. Tell us more about your show. So, actor and comedian Buddy Lewis, most people know him. He's, you know, he's a comedian. He's been in a lot of movies. So, Buddy Lewis and I, we create a dynamic where we talk about issues that are relevant in Hollywood, people what people are dealing with going through relationship wise. So he he comes from the comic standpoint. I come from the coach standpoint. So we bring <laughs> our perspectives together. So you get the serious and you get the funny. Yes. But it's a great dynamic and because it really, I'm, really works. And the reason why I'm laughing is because when I was there and listening to Buddy, it was like you really don't want to take his advice. <laughs> you know <laughs> you really don't. But uh, tell us where people can find the yeah, Coach and the Comic. We, we are actually on most of the uh, platforms, your uh, podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, YouTube. Um, what am I missing? Um, there's a bunch of other. Uh, Google Coach and the Comic. Because yeah, we're on most of the it. platforms, all your social media podcast platforms. Um, but it's funny because we do this segment called, it's, a, it's called Trending. Okay. So... We make up these, I make up these words 
that are quote unquote trending that have to do with dating and relationships. Yes. And then Buddy has has to give me his definition of what he thinks these words mean. We did that. Right. We did it with you. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's my favorite segment because some of the stuff that Buddy comes up with is hilarious. <laughs> yes, it was. It was so much fun. So now let's get back to this relationship coaching. Okay. So now it's after Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been disappointed already. You know, things didn't turn out quite like they wanted it to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you advise those who have been let down? I just say let them go. Well, we have to really go to the, the base of why are you let down? What was your expectations? Were your expectations unrealistic expectations? So we have to determine what their expectations were. And then maybe we could tweak or we can modify what becomes more of a realistic expectation compared to an unrealistic expectation. Mm -hmm. It's great to have expectations. I think expectations are great. There's an old adage that says expectancy becomes the breeding ground for what you want to happen. So if expectations become a breeding ground, then we have to set it up where it's realistic. Because we don't want to go in with these unrealistic expectations because you're going to continue to be frustrated. You're going to continue to be disappointed. So let's take some smaller steps to create expectation that can be realistic. And then as we continue to achieve, then we keep expanding. Because, see, that's what separates me. And when you ask me about number one relationship coach, my moniker is where you get dating from an expanded conscious perspective. What does that mean? Dating from an expanded conscious perspective is I empower you to begin to focus on what you intend to create, not what's missing. Because we can all focus on what's missing. That means we're missing the mark. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a husband. I don't have a wife. I don't have a fiance, blah, 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 blah. And whatever you think about, that's what you bring about. So all you're doing is expanding what you don't have. Okay. But if I change that narrative because... The thoughts is what you think. What you think about is what you bring about. So now if we shift the narrative here, Mm -hmm. now we we begin to become more intentional because wherever the attention goes, that's where the energy flows. That's right. So we want to shift that attention so that now we're hitting the mark. What do you intend to create? What does he look like? I don't just want a good man. No, that's too vague. What mm-hmm. does your good man look like? Okay. So now we start to put the pieces to the puzzle. Your good man looks like this because, Sandra, your good man may be different than Monica's good man. Right. That's too vague to just say, I want a good man. So let's see what but yours look like. what he looks like. I think you mean like what he does. Not just necessary. All of no? that's inclusive. Okay. What does he look like? You, I want to know. I want a man that has integrity. I want a man that walks with dignity. I want a man that walks with honor. I want a man that has a good job. I, we're going to put all these pieces into this puzzle okay. because that's what you want in your man. Okay. Right? So now if we could put all these pieces together, that now becomes your attention. So that's what's going to expand. So whatever we think about, that's what we're going to bring about because it's now expanding because that's my thought process. So how do I fix the one I have already? Um, (laughs) Start seeing it before it happens because you get it up here as you think. So you become. So now that's that whole going back to the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. That's that expanded consciousness again. You expand it in your consciousness. And so you create the reality of what you want. That's why it's important to have realistic expectations right. as opposed to unrealistic expectations. And, you know, that it's also really important to write things down. I talk about that a lot. Um, so, like, as you're thinking about what you want, write it down. You may want to revisit it. Great okay. point. Here's here, here's the exercise that I give everyone. Okay. That's the expanded consciousness and the exercises. What are your deal makers? What are your deal breakers? And what are your absolute non-negotiables? Okay. So if you can write all that stuff down, now it becomes visual. Imagination v plus visualization equals manifestation. So when you can imagine it, you can visualize it, then it can manifest. So we ask you to write down what are your deal makers? I don't want you to just give it to me in one day. Take some time. Max out on it. Mm -hmm. What are your deal breakers? Max out on it. And then what are your absolute non-negotiables? So we are writing down is, is extreme. There's an old adage that said, if you write it down and make it plain, then you can run with it. There's an old adage that says when you assume, right? I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I think you it get makes, it. It makes it what? Yeah. Well, I can't say it on radio, but I think you all know. Anyhow, let's get into, you've written everything down. Okay. So now you have to look at, you're looking at what you want from someone else, but then you can also look at those things and maybe realize where you need tweaking yourself. That's really good. Um, you have to, so again, I teach or empower that you do the work. The work has to begin with you first. Because remember, the relationship has to start with you first. So you have to do the work. It's imperative that you take the time to do the work. Do the work that's required in you. However long that takes, make sure you do the work. If you're selfish, then your objective is to become selfless. Right. But you have to be honest mm -hmm. with yourself. Some people don't want to be honest because they are afraid to see what they really see in the mirror. Exactly. And so they don't want to do the inventory that's required in order for the work to begin. Because if you don't do the work, you're just going to find yourself chasing your tail. And then you're going to find yourself with a different person dressed in different clothes, but the same type of personality. Right. Still the same, different outfit, same person. So, yeah, got to work with yourself. Got to do the work. Yeah. So what else did you want to uh, help us understand about relationships? I mean, I just think relationships, there's no one size that really fits all. It's, it's really what, what you discover is your fit. What, you know, what works for you? When, when you say that, it just reminded me of, like I had um, a relationship issue okay. with my husband. Okay. And I was telling one of my girlfriends, and she was like, Oh, my God, I thought you guys, there was nothing wrong with your relationship. How can that be? Don't look at me as an example, because you really don't want to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just work on yourself and your own thing. I mean, we all have enough on our plate that we don't have to really go into somebody else's yard. It's yeah. enough that we have to contend with, you know. And it wasn't a compliment. So, so what love does is, though, here's the thing. Here's the beauty of love. And I, I say this when I'm marrying people. The beauty of love is love creates two entities. The first entity that it creates is a life story. Yes. That's all the stuff you're talking about now. 
the stuff that'll make you frown as well as the stuff that'll make you smile. Right. Th- that's a part of your life story. But then it also creates a love story and they run parallel. Okay. But they're continuum because okay. the life story is con- going to continue. The love story is going to continue. And as it continues to go, it grows both the life and the love. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be patient, see it through. If it's something that you feel is worth it, if it's worth having, it's worth staying in there and keeping. Have you ever uh, been in counseling with a couple and your advice was to let the relationship go? Um, I would never say that. Okay. I would paint. I would paint because just professionalism, you're taught not to say something like that. Oh, I didn't know that. But what you are taught is to paint a picture so that they can say it themselves. Because if you said that they can come back, it can come back to bite you. Okay. But you paint a picture that that's what they determine they want, not I'm telling them that's what you should do. Okay. Okay. But you do push the stay together and the love part of it, right? Um, You ultimately want to see two people work it out. But if it's a situation that's not workable, I'm going to paint a picture that two people can see that this is not salvageable. This is just toxic but Mm -hmm. you all always want to see two people you know do their best you that's that's the objective you want to see two people uh stick it through for the length of time you know so you're a relationship coach but you also i'm going to ask do you also marry couples yeah okay so that's called an officiant officiant correct okay so so in the state of nevada you could just you you have to take a test uh-huh. In order to become an efficient, you, okay. and you have to score one hundred on the test okay. in order for you to pass the test. How many times can you take the test? As many as you <laughs> <laughs> feel it's going to take. Okay, uh, but you got to score a hundred, and so that and that law just came into play uh, this past year, okay. two thousand going into two thousand twenty-three. That's the new law. Before you just could go and fill out and get a license and do it. Oh wow! Um, but now you, you got to take that test. But of course, um, you have to be an efficient. And do I marry people? Absolutely. So people, if you want to get married, you can reach out to C Reggie Rogers, right? Yep. Go to crreggierogers dot com. Let me spell that for you. C is in Charles R E G I. So it's one G one I Rogers R O D G E R S dot com. Now, do you have um, like a Weddings that you've recorded that people can see, like some of the stuff you've said? Um, yeah, actually, uh, people request me because um, I, do a lot of the, I do a lot of the weddings for Chapel of the Flowers. Okay. And so they on cre- Las Vegas Boulevard. On Las Vegas Boulevard. Okay. And they re- they record a lot of the videos. So they've made a, a little montage of different videos that I've done. And a lot of people request from what they hear that I say. Beautiful. Now... When I got married, I didn't like, uh, I wasn't able to pick out what the officiant said. We don't get a choice in that. No. But okay. you can say, you can say, you know, I want somebody who's either going to give me a religious ceremony, somebody who's going to give me some traditional vows. Okay. You, you do have a say in what you want, but in terms of what he ends up saying the day of, no. But you have a, re- you definitely have say so in how you would like it. Uh, set up like I want a religious ceremony or I want a traditional ceremony or I don't want either I want an unorthodox ceremony I mean that's your call okay this series that I have out is empowering so many people and I think that a lot of times as you said people are frustrated after after we're post Valentine's now and even 
pre-Valentine's, I was pushing a series because what it does, is it gets you to the place of understanding the steps and the stages as it relates to dating. For example, first stage is just a meet and greet. It's not even a date. It's a okay. meet and greet. What you want to discover in that meet and greet is you want to talk about, you want to discover what I call all the C's. Okay. First, you want to determine how's the conversation flowing. Conversation. Okay. Stop hitting the table. Okay. Do we have good communication? Okay. Then you want to dis- you want to discover, is there any chemistry? Okay. But ultimately, you want to find out, is there a connection? So you want to f- go through, and, and there are, if you, once you get the series, I give you a list of questions to ask. So I'm helping you walk through. I'm going to give you a list of questions, but you want to ask these questions where it, it's not coming across as if you're interrogating the individual. Right. You want to flow with the questions. Okay. And the first question, I'll give you an example. First question I, I tell you to ask somebody, hey, so what makes you unique? People love to talk about themselves. Oh, wow. And once they start talking, you're going to find a whole lot about them because they may struggle at first, but once they get going, oh, they, yeah. they're going. <laughs> yes, I witnessed. They're, they're tapping into what makes them unique. That's the first question I'm telling you to ask. And that's the first question that I ask when I meet. Well, so what makes you unique? Because okay. it's important. And I layer the question. So every every question that I've, I'm asking you to ask, I layer. So you're pulling off layers all the way down so you can really determine if it's a fit. Wait, now, is this enough? You said it's a series, but you have a book. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that in the book as well? No. If you go to my website, you will see that you can either buy it in the audio or okay. in the video. OK. So I have I have the five stages in the audio, which you could purchase. Or if you buy the other package in the video, you'll get the video plus the audio plus a bonus uh, workbook. OK. Oh, that's great. And this is all for dating. All for dating. Beautiful. Because, you know, the reason why I asked you to a lot of people ask you to hook them up. It's because a lot of people ask me. They're like, you're married, you're good looking, you've got to have some good looking single girlfriends. These are men asking you. These are men asking me, but... Because I, they, they think that birds of a feather flock together. You're beautiful, so they, they just assume you got other beautiful friends. Birds of a feather flock together. But I have girlfriends, too, who are asking me about my husband's friends. Now, I'm my husband's only friend. <laughs> so... <laughs> That gets really tough. Um, But what do I tell these men and women who are looking to date someone who have not been successful? What should I tell them? Well, if they're asking you to hook them up, um, maybe they feel you know some some other people like you. But um, truth of the matter is, just be patient. Do the work on yourself. Once you do the work on yourself, I'm a firm believer that the universe is a master choreographer. Okay. master choreographer, knows how to choreograph when you're ready. A lot of times, the reason it hasn't happened yet, you think you're ready, but you're really not ready. Or you don't get out. Yes yeah, or you, no? I mean, you can't find somebody if you're if you're a hermit and you stay in the house. You definitely right. can't. That's like saying, I need a job, but you never go on an interview. Right. And that's the thing, too. You know, speaking of interviews, um, when you go on an interview, the interviewer, knows the right questions to ask you because he already knows what the person who's going to fill that position should look like. Yeah, It's the same thing. That's what I'm trying to, I'm telling you when it comes to dating, you should know what you want your mate to look like, feel like, walk like, talk like all of that. Okay. So you're asking the questions to see if it's a fit now, to what, work in your company. <laughs> what do you think about um, social media? Because now I, I just tell people, you know, 
Because when I was dating, you know, I met my man at the bar. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to lie. I met him at the bar. But what do I tell? Like, I usually say, like, try social media. Social media can be a friend or foe. Yeah. It's just really how you utilize it. It can be a friend. It can work. It could be a foe. It could work against you. It's how you utilize it. Yeah, this is true. And that goes back to you having your non-negotiables. Okay. That goes back to you knowing what's your fit. It has knowing what you uh, your deal makers are and your deal breakers are. So then now when you meet somebody, you have something to gauge it by. I would say a deal breaker would be. This is one for you? If I were single okay. and if I had to use social media. I think a deal breaker for me would be if they didn't do FaceTime or a video chat. That would be a deal breaker for you? That would be a deal breaker because I saw a documentary okay. about this famous football player, Mateo, what's his name? Don't Mateo know. somebody from Hawaii. And he got catfished. And they did a documentary about it. And he had never, he fell in love with this woman and... I think they were dating for like two years. Never saw her except for pictures. She wasn't real. Mm. He got catfished they, back in two thousand. Did they get him for some money? No. Okay. No. The person that catfished him was uh, a transgender woman. And she put up a picture of some woman in California and catfished him. Wow. Fell in love. And it's just a very tragic, tragic story. I'm sorry, football guy, whatever your (laughs) name is. I don't like football. But uh, the story really reached out to me. And so it was very tragic. Wow. Yeah. Sad. So that's my social media story. That would be one of your deal breakers. That would be a deal breaker for sure. Okay. I I get it. Yeah. I got to see your lips moving when we're talking. And it's so it's important that you know what your deal breakers and deal makers are. That's why it's so important. So what do you think about women? Because like you see this in movies. Women who ask about the credit score right away. I'm opposed to it personally. I think that you could get all of that without having to ask that. Okay. I think that the way that I set up my, my uh, dating and creating, the questions, the way that I set them up, remember I said they're layered. I feel like you can get all of that without having to go straight for the juggler. Okay. And and, and ultimately, that's what you want. You want to be able to see if you guys are on the same level, if he's where you want him to be as, as it relates to what works for you. So the way that I, I layer these questions is going to get you right there without having to say, so what's your credit score? Because <laughs> if a woman asks me that, I'm about to, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so I think that from what you're telling me, I kind of feel like your workbook would work for me, even though I'm married. I will tell you this. When I went through my divorce, which got me into having to want to get a clear picture of understanding of the psychoses of the woman's mind, that's what got me thinking. You know what? I want to understand the woman. Because when I went through my divorce, I asked myself three questions. What did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? And what won't I do moving forward? Okay. Maxed out of each question. Then I realized I had a book. 
And then I said, you know, and I'm reading everything on the market on dating relationships. So I studied everything because I really wanted to understand. And then I realized that women empower women. You guys weren't getting it from a male's conscious male's perspective. True. So I wanted to fill that void. But my point is, when I started that study, I read this book called Fireproof. Okay. Fireproof was for couples. But I was a single man now. But the same principles that I took for couples, I utilized it for a single man. And it helped me, just like what you're saying. It would help what I wrote down will help a couple just as well as, as well as it will single people's principles. Principles don't change. Principles are constant. Principles remain. Well, you heard it from C. Reggie Rogers. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for helping all the single people out there. And also, I think what you've given, your nuggets will improve my husband dating me. <laughs> so I can't thank you. I'm Zandra Pollard. You can see me every, or hear me, every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. on KUNB 91.5, the number one smooth jazz station in the nation. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>